podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we are so happy you decided to join us today. Um, before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It is so easy to set up and break down. I think that's what makes it so handy to use and why I'm basically using it every day at practice. Um, Mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $400. You said that right, $400 off your next purchase. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is run by a basketball coach for basketball coaches at any level. Um, It's... uh, it, you're not going to find anything out there and it's got a 14 day free trial. We believe in it so much. We want you to join. We want you to come and kick the tires around. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, but I can tell you people love it. I can tell you that people do not want to leave, uh, go over and check it out. And it's got everything from clinics to videos, to, to, uh, me talking to lessons, to courses, to handouts, to practice planning, to parenting, to whatever you need as a basketball coach, it's got it in there. Also go over and check out our other podcasts, High School Hoops, 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast, Funnel Down Defense, and leave a five-star review. We'd love those. All right, let's head off to the podcast. So ideally in a scenario like in the morning, maybe like just say a summertime, in the morning you get you make your 250 shots, just catch and shoot. And, and that can build a rhythm. You track that. So now at the beginning of the summer, you may have shot 55%. But by the end of the summer, if you consistently do that, you may be at 75%. Right. And your psyche, your mental, like the mindset of that is like, I walk in the gym thinking, I'm good. One, you didn't put the kind of work in that I put in. And now I'm feeling confident because I'm making shots. And so the mindset of that, that shifts with that structure, changes the game of these 18 to 22 year olds that are, they're still learning. They're, they're kids. Right. And the problem is you can't, unless, again, stats teacher, unless you track, you can't improve. Like I tell my son that he goes like, we can go shoot, but what are you doing with it? Like if, because you don't know if you're better, are you getting better from yesterday to today? Unless there's a way to, to, to do that. The good ones track, the good ones journal, the good ones keep track of things. They you have to. And it's, and, and honestly, if you don't have a compelling scoreboard, you're, you're tracking, I call it a scoreboard. You're not like one, you're not, you're not going to improve, but two, you might stop because you're not enticed. Like I shot 55% today. I shot 57%. Oh man. I only shot 50% today. There's something in us. That's like, if you're a competitor, if you even not, a like there's something innate in us. It's like, you kind of get pissed off. Like, Oh man, I, I had a bad day. Like I better go fix that. Right. Now you're creating this mindset of growth. It's that growth mindset. Yeah. You're tracking it. So that's one part of player development. And I, and I can, and I talk about it in terms of, it's like a, if you look at it from the side, it's like steps. Cause what happens is when, if you read anything about improvement, it goes up and then it levels off. It's like, and then it goes up and then it levels off and people quit on the flat part of the step because they're not seeing any. So you got to fight through that flat level of yep. the step to keep going and the great ones fight through it 
and they're yeah. tracking it and they go, okay, I know I haven't improved in two months, but why? And how can I? And blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And great dial. It just, it creates so much. So then that, and then ideally like we don't do weight, like you would go into the weight room. So like again, the summer, she'd lift, you'd catch and shoot, you'd go into the weight room and then you'd come back and the weight room part's different. I, that's not my expertise. So I'm not going to go into that. And then you go, um, you go into a skill session where you're 45 minute to an hour skills. And that's it. Like 45 minute to an hour skill. And then playing maybe one-on-one like taking, like for us, we have 45 minute skill workouts. We go 15 minute ball handling, 15 minute conceptual stuff offensively, and then 10 to 15 minutes of one-on-one. Let's just put, let's now you've learned the concepts. We've taught it that day. Now we're going to go one-on-one for 15 minutes out of those same concepts so you can compete. Ball handling is important. So you can, that's a skill that you need. You've already done your shooting in the morning, ball handling, concepts, compete. 45 minutes in that, that segment, 15, 15, 15. And now we can create that, um, that growth through that, that stuff. And that's, so for me, that, for us, that's really important, um, that aspect of it. And then it goes to personalizing it. So we've got four incoming freshmen. I have two of them are kind of my guys. I've got plans written out for them of here's how, this is what your game is. This is what you need to improve. And here's how we're going to get you here. And I'll bring them in as they get to campus and we'll sit down and have meetings of like, okay, here's, let's have conversation because I want, they need to be a part of it. Right. If they're not a part of the process, then they're not. It, it's like me giving you a book and saying, do it. And they lose interest. But if, hey, if they're invested in it and they're like, well, I, I, I kind of created some of that. I had some input. And even if it's, if it's close, I'm going to let them imp- implement that input because I want it to be, they, they need to feel that ownership. And then we can shift and adjust once the ownership is felt. But that's kind of the thought process. That's what's, from player development, just from the background, the thought process. What, uh, what, when do they show up to campus? Uh, we've got one guy here right now, international kid. Campus, what is it? Today is the 31st. Yeah. Tuesday. Okay. Uh, and what, uh, what's the rules on you guys and them and social distancing and NCAA? And yeah, so we'll get, we'll get eight hours a week starting August 12th. Okay. Um, and then social distancing, they start out in what's called a Gannon. Everybody gets tested at Gannon. Gannon has, has their own lab and, and testing. They've got the ability to do that. Oh, wow. So, so we're, we're testing uh, on site and doing all that stuff, which is great. Um, everybody will have to wear a mask. Um, I probably should be wearing a mask right now because I'm in the facility. So right. hopefully, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But um everyone will be wearing a mask you got to have a mask to work out in um oh you got to work out with the mask yeah they they, they at this point you got to work out with the mask on um is what they're asking and guys walk in they we've got an app that you got to fill out a questionnaire they've got a like a text screen i don't know how to really it's like an ipad on right. like a on, a on a pole that uh met like it captures your face and it takes your temperature um, and if it says, if you're green, then you can go, if you're red, you got to sit there for 10 minutes. If you go red again, then you got to go home. Um, like go back to the dorm. They've got an isolated spot for dorms. Um, if somebody gets sick, they've got an isolated space for that. 
Wow. So it's all kinds of chaos. To be it's going to be a lot to navigate. Um, but I mean, it gives guys are coming back on campus. Some will be online. I think some of the older professors have done like switch to online just because they're nervous. Right. Uh, but there'll be a mixture of both online class and then in person. So kind of let's hope sci- let's hope science wins is what I'm telling people. And no doubt. Let's hope, let's hope those guys. And let's hope the, let's yeah. hope the scientists, the only hope is the world is run by money and <laughs> it is a lot. If, if you're the, if you're the one that gets it, that works, you're going to make a lot of money. Like, I hope you had, I hope you had stock in that company. I hope you have stock in that company. I'm telling you, well, the guy, um, uh, Sulk or Sulk or whoever did the polio vaccine, he didn't make a penny on it. He gave it all away. I mean, wouldn't that be a great world we live in? Um, all right. So what do you look for in a recruit? Yeah, for us, uh, shooting is very important. Um, that, that's a, that's a major thing. Like I get film all the time and, and if you don't, if you don't shoot it at a high level, like I'm, I'm, it's going to be really hard for me to pull the trigger to offer you a scholarship. Um, but for us, there's two, there's probably two primary deals within the flow of our offense. One is the three and D type wing. Uh, anywhere from like 6'3 to 6'6 six, six, uh, is our range. And you'll see that yeah. in our roster when we look at it. Yeah. Um, and then and then that perimeter, like, I don't want to put them in a box, but I'm going to just because it makes sense to most people, the perimeter four-man. Uh, and that could be your stretch four type. Um, but it also could be, and this is where the shooting kind of gets iffy, kind of like your Draymond Green type skill set. Okay where he can maintain flow on the perimeter. Okay. He'll never be a great shooter. He'll be an okay at best, but he can. But you're going to get him because he's not an okay shooter. If he's a good, if he's a really good shooter, you ain't getting them probably. Exactly. He's popping so, up. Yeah. Great athlete can maintain perimeter spacing, can flow, maybe DHO roll, catch, finish, might even be able to catch top of the key, rip one or two dribble, win, finish on a guy that's not as athletic as him. So those are kind of our sweet spots um, that that we look for from a skill set standpoint uh, in the recruiting process. Yeah, uh, yeah, interesting. I, I shoot. First of all, yeah, shooting is like a lost art. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, my son's six foot and a little horizontally challenged as far as defense defensively, but he can shoot the freaking lights out. Yeah, trust me. If you can shoot, people like you. They'll at least look at you. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's, yeah, I think the difference, I tell people the difference between the kids, some of the kids in the WEAC and some of the kids at low D or D2 or low D1 is can you defend the ball? Yeah. You know, there's kids in the, there's, ki- there's kids playing D3 that could probably play low D1. I'm just not sure they can defend that, that D1 wing or that D1 pose. You know what I'm saying? That's just my observation outside looking in. That's the- I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I think that that that's an important piece for us um, defensively is is can you guard multiple positions? Right. Like that, the whole concept of the three and D wing, like, is you can defend multiple spots. Ideally, I mean, in some cases, depending on the size of the opponent, you might be able to defend an opponent one through four. Right. If you're right. six five and, and and can move a little right. bit, or six four and can and, and athletic, like, you might be yeah. able to do that. So, yeah. Opening the door is the shooting, in my opinion. Opening the door is can you shoot? Then, then, yeah. then asking you to sit down is can you? Def- can yeah. I defend you? Like, yeah. can we're in a gym? Can I defend you? 
And yeah. if, if, if I can shoot and I can defend you, then, then, we, then we're going to have a discussion about, you know, yeah. what kind of student are you? Can you work? I mean, there's got to be some sifting, at least in my opinion, yeah. from the outside looking in and having enough people recruited. And, and that's why we do the one-on-one at the end of the player development segments. Right. You're on an island. You better figure it out. Because I can't – there are some things that we can't teach you in defending. You just have to figure it out. And right. you give them all the concepts. You can watch, pull film. But unless – like some things just – you got to figure it out. You individually have to figure out like your son. He's going to have to figure out when he gets to Middlebury. Can well, – He's got to make the team first of all, in my opinion. But anyway. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. In that, like – okay, when I'm playing open gym with those guys, like, can I, he's got to figure that out. What do I need to do to be able to survive defensively? Because if I can't defend, I'm not, I, ain't, right. I might make a team. I might not be, it's just. Right. Yeah. And what I, here's what I told him. I said, and that's what he's working on. He's working on strength, which is one thing that can help with that. Anticipate. Yep. And he's a smart kid, but everyone in that league's smart. So yep. doesn't, that doesn't help necessarily that much. Um, yep. But you can, you can, you can, you can neutralize some deficiencies with being smart. Like, yes, you know, let's say 10 is the quickest person you've ever met. And you're at, let's say you're at a four smart can get you to a six. Like it might not, it's not going to get you to a nine from a four to a nine, but it's going to get you enough that maybe you can do it. And that what I told him, I said, one of your biggies, he's taking a gap year. He's not going this year. He's going to take a year off travel a little bit and stuff. But, um, I said one of the big things is they're moving that line back to to your line yeah. in D three. Um, yeah. That you know, that's a differentiator. If you can spread the offense and let other people do it, I love it. I can't wait to use the FIBA three. Oh, I know it's going to uh, be crazy. I mean, I said that's legit, and he. I mean, he can he can knock those down at a forty percent, no problem. Boom, 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 boom. He's open. They're in. But I said that's good. That all of a sudden you just became a a, a tool in the tool belt, like. Uh-huh. Because you can spread – because the court all of a sudden just got bigger. Um, oh, yeah. If people uh, got to come out and defend you that far out. Yeah. It's a good distance. I, I I think the high school distance should move back a little bit. I think the top of the key is too close. Yeah. I'd love to see them move to the college three, the current college three. Current, yeah. Then we're now the FIBA, and then you have your NBA. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't know. The FIBA is too far for high school – like yeah, and you got to think boys and girls too. That's yeah. the issue. Oh yeah, three yeah. three for the girls would be tough because they're they're well they don't. I don't think do the girls move back. No, girls stayed at high school, didn't they? The, I think the girls stay at the college three. College three, okay. I don't think their line moves back. Yeah, I think that's they're... why you see a lot of like like it, like it, when you watch games on TV, you'll still see two three point lines. Right. I know it's always confusing when you make it to the state tournament. Um, what do you think the hardest thing to teach is? I got him. I, got him. I don't normally. I, that was good. I got you. It, it yeah. only took an hour and seventeen minutes. I finally. That's always my goal is to get you. Like yeah. think. I love I that. I don't know what the hardest. I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever thought about this is hard to teach. It's like let's just figure it out. Okay. Because there's got to be a spectrum of things that are hard to, harder than other things to teach. All right, I'll, I'll we'll leave that. We'll leave that. We'll let you dwell on yeah, that. We'll, to come back. Yeah, uh, that's we'll, a good we'll, we'll do a follow up on that. I'm just from someone that's taught for 30 years. You always got to me in a classroom with the students sitting in front of me. I always think about. I know the things that are harder to teach and to convey to them 
And these are the gimme's. Like I know I, every year these they kind of get and every year these they kind of don't. Um, and it's similar in basketball. I, I, I won't tell you mine because that will – that, might, that I, might I think if I had to – like thinking back last year, because part of this too, like I mean the G League we, we talked, but there, were, there, there wasn't a ton. At Creighton I wasn't really teaching. I was just learning, right? So Gannon's kind of – Gannon in the G League – it's it, we're kind of that's where I'm teaching right so for you you've got 30 years of like learning so for me that's is a little bit new of I'm still fresh in, in in what are we teaching how what what is hard I don't have that baseline of but I look thinking back of last year I think the toughest thing that we had to teach was just our offensive concepts and guys and, and the flow and like getting people to spots like that, that seemed to be a really difficult challenge for us and guys like being able to execute what we're teaching. And then like, do you do five one Oh, do you have to do a five on five? But if you don't like, where do they learn best? Um, that probably for me was the, the challenge. Like as we're, we were very set heavy last year with the roster that we inherited, we had to adjust how we wanted to play to, to win games. Um, and there was a struggle to get guys to understand the movements of it and the structure of it. So right. that I think that transition from high school to college is a hard thing. Yeah. For some kids. Yeah. For some kids, for sure. Especially if they come from a program that maybe doesn't teach, uh, doesn't have, and it did varies, right? You, you see it. It's, that's why there's discrepancies in high school programs too. Yeah. Is some, some are high, like, they're just they're forced into it or they, they need to do it because they need to have another job to kind of keep them uh, I, who knows I don't know right. all the politics of, uh, of public education but there's, uh, there's there's lots of issues with public education no, that's a whole different podcast um, is there one success or failure you've had as a coach that you would like to share that someone someone else could learn from a success or a failure I think I'll go back to my conversation with, with Jeff Vanderloo at Creighton. I don't know if I would consider that a failure, but that was in that moment, I really believed like I knew so much and getting that conversation from him. Like for me, that, that all stemmed from like, I, I was responsible for getting him the correct footage and doing all that. And I was making too many mistakes. I wasn't detailed enough. I was I was missing too much and 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 doing those things. And when I gave it to him, he's like, "Well, you told me that I need you were going to give it to me then. It took you an extra day. That that screwed up my planning. So like, just the the workflow of learning how to follow. I was screwing that up. Yeah. And that's what stemmed the conversation with him. Of listen, this is. I, I'm the scout coach. You're helping me do that. You need to fall like you need to become a better follower in that sense. And I did like that. That to me, I don't want to call it. I struggle with the failure word, but that was the biggest. That was a turnaround moment for me in in basketball. Of like, oh man, because after that conversation, everything changed. Even at Creighton, like I was doing stuff extra that. I knew Tim was eventually going to have to do. Right. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do what I already know he has to do 
So that way when it comes to him, he now just saved himself 10 to 20, 30 hours of work because I already done it. I, I had already done it. Right. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I got to I gotta make up for, for that, right. that mistake of not getting it to him on time, having too many, not deep, like not a detailed enough report in, in certain parts of it. Like, does that, does that make sense? I yeah. Say- I, and, and give him credit. I, I, I talk, I refer to them as courageous conversations. He had a, he had a, I mean, I don't care who you are. That's not an easy conversation, but it's brutally honest. Like it's courageous. Like, here's what I see. If you want to be a better human being, a better coach, you better do this. Or yeah. you're going to be working at Costco. Like, that's what I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> I would have said, you're either going to do this and you need to learn this or, you know, Costco, you know, food court kind of, I don't know, something. Yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, if you could, um, if you could talk to one coach, who would you talk to and why? For an hour. I'll give you an hour in a room. One coach in the world. Who would you talk to? Yeah, probably John Wooden. Just because okay. you, you hear so many stories. That would be that'd be miraculous. But yes, they living or dead. I'll I'll, I'll Okay, all right, yes. you allow it. You allow it. I I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Living or dead, yes. Yeah, I'll probably I mean I'd love to have a sit down and have a conversation just to learn, like because you hear so much and you didn't experience it. Because so much of it is that it can be public perception. And you're like, well, what really happened behind the scenes? How I'd love you- to know. How did you really do this? Like, what? wouldn't had a guy though. Wouldn't had a guy. He had to. He had a guy. Trust yeah. me. Read some. Read. Read on Wood. Don't get me wrong. Everything Wooden's the pyramid of all that stuff is awesome. He also yeah. lost early, and then he got a guy. Yeah. And the guy got him. Trust me. He, yeah. yeah. He had a guy. Like, and that's where I'm like, I just just to learn. Like, are you that that part of it's important for me? Like. Did, how to what how how, right. did, how did you do this so yeah. I, i'd love to kind of talk with him and, and if i could and every generation has a, several of those um all right uh okay so i'm going to go through and do our my rapid fire so rapid fire is just i'm going to ask you a question and these tend yeah. to be relatively quick answers um yeah. what's your favorite type of basketball actual ball that you play with yeah Probably a, probably the Spalding, the NBA ball. I enjoyed that. Okay. Okay. Do you have any superstitions? No, I don't. No, no superstitions. Okay. Not, not, not that I do intentionally. Like I don't, I'm not wearing the same socks. You didn't have them as your player either? No. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. You're, I you're, you're in the. You're in the. You're in the lower quartile for that. I have superstitions, but I consider them routines. Like, yeah, so like, what would be an example then? Well, uh, uh, um, you know, just a suit. I, I, I wear a. I wear a suit. I wear a suit and tie to every game. That's a superstition. I feel weird now. When I go to Florida and we go to national tournaments, I don't do that. But for the most part, I do specific things all the time, just so it's kind of my game prep. Um, you know, when I was a player, I would always, you know, I would put my left shoe on and my right shoe on kind of thing. I would do it the same because it was my way of mentally getting ready to go play. Okay. If I put my right shoe on first, I never thought I was going to lose because of that. But it's more, the superstitions for me were more about routine. And that's what I try to teach the boys. It's good to have, you know, I'm the last one on the bus. Like literally I'll get off the bus and then get back on the bus. 
because me yeah. getting on the bus last means all right we're leaving school and we're ready to go yeah it's, it's just a superstition like they'll literally throw me off the bus if i'm on there and then you know everyone's on the coach bus and then it's like oh crap coach you gotta get off i get off get back on kind of thing interesting um, yeah i don't i don't know like i've got a lot of routines. yeah uh, so you so you're a little you're superstition isn't necessarily the right word, but I think a lot of coaches have routines. I, I got a routine. I got my breakfast right here that I've eaten every day for the last like two years. So what do you, what do you eat for breakfast? So I got uh, hard boiled eggs. I got two clementines. I have an apple. Um, and then earlier in the day, I'll have a banana with peanut butter. And then prior to that, I'll have a yogurt when I work out. Okay. Um, and then for lunch every day, I, for the last two and a half years, uh, chicken, rice, and, and mixed veggies. Um, literally every day, unless, unless like we go out to eat somewhere or. Okay. Like, and then what do you have for dinner? Uh, my wife makes dinner. So like we get. Oh, she or night. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. We're, we're good. Before, before I was married, I would have, I would have uh, chicken and, and a salad. Um, but if we went out to eat, like now that she makes food, like last night, I think we had. My son, food. my son started eating. He, he's reading genius food. I think it's called genius food. Food? Okay. I think it's called Gene. I'll send you the book. It's really good. Um, you know, a lot of it is the oils and stuff that's really messing. Oils and sugar are the things that are really messing us up. But anyway, um, no, that's good. You perfect mi mixture of proteins too. Um, uh, doo -doo -doo. Okay, uh, if you could change one thing about the game, what would you change? One thing about the game. Oh, this this is an easy one. Um, the college game the advanced timeout at the end of the game yes yes no one said that one i agree that should be that should be inner that should be everywhere yes yeah. move it yeah. up just advance the ball mine is get rid of the jump ball huh all right because the high school at the high school level they they only throw it up once a game yeah. unless there's overtime and they're horrible at it yeah i like, wouldn't mind that too yeah visiting team visiting team gets the ball to start let's go yeah. So then everyone knows that's how you're going to – so you would know that you on the road, you're going to start with the ball. You could have a set. You could do something. Yeah. I would know. Now let's play. Why are we throwing – I mean, we don't yeah. have peach baskets up there anymore. Yeah. That's gonna. That's one I, of my goals. I like that one. I yeah. like that one. The shot clock has to be in there too. We have it. You don't. Like if I was a high school coach, I'd, I'd want the shot clock. But you may differ, and that's okay. Oh, yeah. If you go back and listen to my podcast – I don't have any, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it will eventually happen, but I don't think it will happen now because of finances because public education doesn't have any money anyway. I think there should be one governing body that makes rules for everything. Like this here's our world governing body for basketball. Like why is, why is FIBA and us so much different? Let's just do this. Yeah. And if that includes the shot clock, that's fine. Um, yeah. My only thing about high school not having shot clock is it makes the, every game a little bit unique. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you, if you go out and watch enough high school games, you're going to see a lot of different styles and a lot of different things. I think it's going to become more vanilla if there's a 40-second or 35-second shot clock. You're going to see more 2-2-1s. Two -two you're going to see more press. You're going to see more zone. You're going to see people try and take time off the clock. I think what makes it high school unique is every I can do one thing and you can do a different thing and then we can have that chess match. Yeah. Like you know, the 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 stats teacher in me again says people go, "Oh, the delay game." Literally I mean watch enough games. The, the delay game is the one out of 10,000 games you see on YouTube that someone holds the ball at half court. If you're holding the ball on me and I'm playing you, I'm coming at you. 
I'm not letting you hold the ball. Like, so anyway, that's my whole theory on the shot clock. Yeah, yeah. Plus, pl- plus the econ teacher down the hallway probably can't run it effectively. <laughs> that, that one, no question. Seriously, it's not an easy thing to run a shot clock, people. No, it's not. And then, no. you got, then you got three accountants officiating your game because they've been work all day, and, they, and it's not like they have instant replay and can see whether it hit the rim or not. So I get it, whatever. Don't change for the sake of change. But if it does, we play halves, which is a great change for high school. Um, so we play two 18-minute halves in Wisconsin. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. The flow of game, that's probably more important than the shot clock. Because um, yeah, I got to play kids now. I can't play my stud for 36 minutes. I got to re- – it's like a college game. I got to yeah. rest him at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's really good. Um, if what's your one word, one word to describe your ideal player? Shooter. Oh God. I, do it. I wish my son was six four. Um, one <laughs> one shooting event. Or Say one shooting event. One sporting event. I said shooting. I'm still stuck on shooting. One sporting event. You go to one sporting event in the entire world, what would it be and why? Uh, I would go to the World Cup, uh, the FIFA World Cup, because that uh you're the European mindset on soccer is unbelievable. Like I, I want to like, that's a bucket list world cup. I've said this on a podcast before. You have no idea. Like my brother and I were traveling Europe after my first year teaching in 1990 and we were Italy and the world cup was in Italy. We literally had to, we had to change our plans because I think Italy was close to the final whatever, but literally towns would shut down. Like, I mean, there was one place where we we were in this little place getting it pasta in some little Italian town, and they brought the food, and we didn't see them for like two hours because the game was on. They were just gone. I think we could have walked out and left. They didn't know. We, they didn't even know. They literally were in the back watching the game. It's like people can't realize what it's like. I love it. I know. I, I love the passion of it. I love it is. It. It's awesome. Um, your favorite pregame meal? Well, this would be easy for me. Uh, chicken and rice. Chicken and rice. I know a little, little, little boring, but routine. Maybe that's my superstition. There's your yeah. Uh, one thing you do to relax. Um, just quiet time. Quiet time in the morning. I just sit and, and try and be. Okay. Do you journal? I do. I do. I journal okay. and read in the morning, and just kind of just have some. We're trying to have some quiet time, whether it be five minutes or ten minutes, just to just to be I'm a big journal guy I believe that's a good thing to do and I think mornings are you know coach K takes a nap before every game do you know that yeah I didn't know that yeah he takes a nap because he thinks he's he thinks your mind is the freshest when you wake up in the morning which mine is probably um so he always he always goes home and takes a nap before a game he is also coach K but yeah (laughs) you know wish I could do that um yeah uh, one coaching technique you think is important as in like a, like a physical technique or like a, like a, I, for me is, uh, I don't know if I would go physical with that one. Can communication be a technique? Is that, I, I would say your, your ability to communicate and, uh, be conversational with your, with your players. Okay. Um, best basketball player you have seen in person? Uh, Michael Jordan. I watched him score 50 when he was with the Wizards. Oh, God, that was near the end then. Yeah. 
I had, I had like that. You can't. I'm, I'm, my name's Jordan, and my middle name's Michael. So like, I, like if I don't say Michael Jordan, like you know what I mean? Like, now, trust me, most people say Michael. There's been a couple. There's been a couple magic votes. Um, okay. But Michael's got. Yeah. Michael's got about ninety five percent. Trust me. Um, th- there's another question I'll ask, which is harder. Um, best. Uh, so best basketball player of all time. I know what you're gonna say. I won't even ask. One thing that helped you become a better coach. Help me become a better coach. Reading. Okay. Why? I do a lot. I I, I read a lot of books. Um, I've got a series. I know. I love it. When <laughs> up, I'm like, I love it. I've got a series of like six or seven books that I'll, I'll try and read every summer in preparation for our guys to come back to campus. That helps me try and understand the mindsets of like, just to remind me back to when I was 18 of like, Hey, this is the mindset of these kids who just don't know who they are yet. And helping me understand that aspect of it. There's a book called visioneering um, that, that, that kind of points to uh, preparing a recent book I read was that I've added to it is 4DX the four disciplines of execution. Um, so there's a set of books that I really like to read. And as I've learned from that, uh, and that's just from a personal, that, that reading is, has been big for me. Yep. When you get old like me, you'll start falling asleep. So then I, then I have to do them as I have to listen to them in audible. Um, My dad does. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just an age thing. Um, best yeah. game you've seen in person best game that I've seen in person um, so flow in Florida golf the I would say I would say this is more fun but when Florida Gulf Coast beat Georgetown in the NCAA tournament I was there oh wow and that, so when I say best game, like that was just unbelievable. And where did they? And he ended up at USC, right? The head coach. Yeah, yeah and he's from very close to where I'm from. Yeah. Is he Andy still there? Yes. Yes. That was a fun game to watch. Oh, like being game. there, being in the atmosphere, the feel of it, like what's happening, like you're living the March Madness in the moment of like this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and that was probably like. And then the following year, I think, is when I went to Creighton. So then, like, the next year I got to be on the floor uh, when we played Rhode Island. So just – but – Yeah, the NCAAs is crazy. I took my son to last, to two years the minute, uh, when Virginia won. It was crazy. Um, yeah. That was a great um, – one word to describe your coaching style. Hmm. Um, relational. Okay. Favorite quote or saying? Yeah, favorite favorite quotes of verse of Nehemiah six three, uh, which says, "I am engaged in a great work, uh, so I cannot come." Okay, um, best basketball coach of all time. Best basketball coach of all time. This one coaches have a lot more problem with. Michael comes out of their mouth very fast. Yeah. This one is much harder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, part of me has to say Phil Jackson. Okay, you're the you're the first Phil Jackson vote, so congratulations. I think I, well, I think Phil is like I think Phil I think Phil was the cutting edge of that. It's not only X's and O's; it's relationship. He's yeah. he's the only human being in the world that could have taken Rodman on, like, yeah. and done what he did. 
um, at that point that Rodman was Rodman. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Um, one book. You pick one book. One one book that I would recommend that you read or yep. that I would yep. recommend that you read. So uh, it's called it's called The Road Back to You. Uh, it's, it's the Enneagram Journey, and it's by Ian Morgan. Okay. The Road yep. Back to You. And what does it talk about? So the Enneagram is I, – I, I don't want to call it a personality test because it's, it's, I don't think it's categorized. It would be categorizing that by the public as a personality like book test. Okay. In, in the Enneagram is this complex, it's essentially the development of like, there's nine, there's nine numbers and it's basically there's nine different people, different types. And it's, but you could become like, I'm an eight that, a bad eight becomes a five, a healthy eight can also have two tendencies. You're within, it's very complex and, and really helps you understand. I'll you ask my, my, I'm married to a psychologist. So she gave me all those like Meyer Briggs and all those things before we got married. So I always tell her, you knew what you were getting. So yeah. man, don't, don't. Enneagram. You should ask her about the Enneagram. I, I, it, my wife hates personality tests. She hates it with a passion. Okay. She actually put me on the Enneagram. Okay. Because her number, she she had never like her her number. She's a nine, and like as they as you explain it, because they recommend that you don't take the test first, that you do research on the different numbers, that you listen listen to different podcasts, that you read books to kind of get a feel. Then you can ask people before you take a test to tell you what you are, because then you get an understanding. But the Enneagram that that'd be a book that's it's different kind of fits the personality and, and uh, yeah, the relationship part of it. I love that. I, yeah. I love that. All right. Any parting words for, for, for a young coach? Listen. It's a grind. I'm just going to, I'll say something. It's a grind. If you want to, you want to do what you're doing. It's a grind. It's yeah, it is. It is. It's a grind and there's a lot of sacrifice. You're not going to make a whole lot of money uh, early. The perception is that you make all kinds of money in sports. But the reality is, the people who are making money in sports are the ones that have been doing it for 15, 20. And even those guys, like you'd be, you'd be surprised. So uh, don't, don't expect to make a whole lot of money early, but uh, if that's why you're in it though, too, you like, you want to make money, like go work in the business world. Yeah. Um, go, go invest in Bitcoin, something like yeah, that. There exactly. you have a better chance. All right. Thank you, coach. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like, leave a review. We love those five-star reviews. We're going to leave a one-star. You can skip to the next podcast. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network.